that song, Route 66? Well, you're going to remember Route 72 as the new hit. <laughs> because this is a doozy of a trip you're going to take with us. We have lots of shit to talk about. We've got Red Dead gameplay to talk about. We've got oh, yeah. Doom Eternal gameplay to talk about. We've got Sumo Digital <laughs> Chinese Room. Right up there. Same level of newsworthy stuff there. My name is Chad Michael Linus. Across the My world name- from me is... Hold the Departo. And we are Respawn Aim Fire, the the irreverent... What do we call ourselves? Irreverent Gaming Podcast, formerly the known kick, as... Split no, it's the kick-ass kick kick Irreverent Gaming. God damn it! God fucking damn it! Kentucky, you are amazing! Uh, I think, you know, I think I'm gonna... I don't know. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna start off our episode like we always do with a kind of cold open story. And our, our cold on... open, we always start our podcast with Fallout. Remember? Fallout 76. Who had a sneeze Bless coming you. up there? I farted at the same Thank time you. you sneezed, so I, I think that oh, might have really? been overshadowed wow. by your sneeze. We're, we're brothers, then. That's how it works. <laughs> Eskimo brothers. So, <laughs> so, yeah, I guess Fallout 76 has been in the front uh, of our shows lately. And it is this but, time as well. Just kidding, but it is Bethesda. Yeah, it's cool. We're going to talk about Fallout 76, too. So, Bethesda has put some pressure, quote-unquote, some pressure on Sony crossplay um, issues. And I say quote-unquote there because I don't quite agree they're putting pressure on them. I think oh, that I think it's straight up calling them out. I think it's an ultimatum. Yeah, if you look at the way it was worded, though, it wasn't like Pete Hines is like, I'm making a stance about uh, Sony specifically. He's making a stance about crossplay, and that just happens to be targeted at Sony because Sony's the only company that doesn't support crossplay tell the people, uh, for their titles. Tell the people what Yeah, so this is, this is what's happening. So basically what's happening is uh, Pete Hines, the uh, head of marketing at Bethesda, Pete Hines, he was doing an interview with Eurogamer, and he basically uh, was um, asked about the game, uh, which we'll call it, uh, Elder Scrolls Legends, which is a card game. And Pete Hines kind of went on about how it is super important for this game, Elder Scrolls Legends, to have crossplay. So that no matter who you're playing against, um, no matter who you're playing, they can be on any platform. It doesn't matter who, what platform they're on. You can play against anybody. And what, whatever cards you've collected in this game, doesn't matter what platform you're on, you can get those cards. And they said they've worked with – and this is kind of where I'm getting to the whole point. He wasn't targeting this at Sony specifically. But he was saying that we've worked with every single company to, to do this. Um, so we've worked with Apple, Google, Nintendo, Microsoft. We've worked with everybody. And we've kind of gotten – crossplay implemented because it's critical to this game and we're not going to put this game on any platform that won't do crossplay. And then he kind of throws in there that in Sony's the the one company we can't get to do crossplay. He wasn't attacking them, but it is putting pressure on them. I think that people kind of are labeling it as it's an attack on Sony. It's not an attack. He's asked a question. He's answering it honestly. But it is putting pressure on Sony. Yeah, it definitely is. When he, when he calls the feature essentially non-negotiable, that's like, mm-hmm. yeah, you're, you're either going to implement this or you're not going to have our game. And he doesn't ever say this game might not come to PlayStation 4. He was very, like, diplomatic and yeah. professional in his speech about that. But that's what every single headline reads is, Elder Scrolls Legends might not come to PS4. Yeah, he never said the words, it's never coming to PS4. What he, what he specifically said was, we don't want to put players in a situation where they're having a different experience on one console versus another console. Yep. Which, again, because of connotation and what's been happening lately, is a jab at Sony. It's just not – he's being really careful about it. 
Yep. Good for Bethesda for taking a stance and saying, hey, we yes. think this is important for players and gaming is changing and this is a great feature that should be coming and blah, blah, blah. All the things we've said about Fortnite and everything else. Um, yeah. Obviously, there are 82 million PlayStation 4s out there, so it would be a missed opportunity if they didn't of release course. it on PlayStation financially. Yeah. However, they did choose probably the lowest stakes game to choose this route with because yes. yeah of all the shit that Bethesda's got that's probably going to make the least amount of money so i'm glad that they're Ugh. doing it speaking up for people who might not have enough of a voice to make their voice mm-hmm. heard as well but i don't know how how much that's going to push the envelope or push the the needle yeah i think they're pushing it for two reasons one is that Bethesda's already pretty passionate about crossplay they've already made a, a big point about that so this is an opportunity for them to seek that out. They don't, however, want to jeopardize Fallout 76 not showing up on PlayStation. So they're not going to do it with that quite yet. I think they would like to, but they know they can't get away with it the same way they can with Elder Scrolls Legends. The other reason is that crossplay is really important to a game like Elder Scrolls Legends and not to Fallout 76 because the the player base for Fallout 76 is going to be a lot larger Therefore, if it's just PlayStation people they're playing against, it's not as big of a deal if it's a card game. A card game is going to benefit a lot more from having a lot more people, and it's not the kind of game that's going to attract as many people. So you need crossplay to kind of beef up the number of players you have in your pool, yep. as opposed to just Xbox card players playing against other Xbox card players. That's not nearly as big as all card players playing this game. Right? Right? So it makes sense for a few different reasons. Yeah. But good for them. I'm glad there's some sort of pressure being handled. They're doing it in a in a very professional way as well, yeah. I'd say. I didn't get any sense there was bad blood between Bethesda and Sony, just that they have this kind of point of contention, which is normal for a company. Yep. I think it's also good timing. Like, right as the discussion around Fortnite is starting to, like, die off and no one's really talking about it anymore, it's like, oh, yeah, by the way, that crossplay thing, you still haven't done anything about it, Sony. Yeah. Keep it in yeah, mind. Yeah, it Keep is it great. That's a good point. I hadn't thought about that. The timing, you're totally right. That's a great point. Oh, man, Holden, what a good little cold open we just did. Yeah. We should get a medal, like a trophy or something. <laughs> Holden, speaking of trophies, did you earn any this week whenever you played stuff? What does Playtime with Holden look like? Uh, I don't know if I earned any trophies, I'm but sure you I did, did play yes. two games. Did you Did you see I won trophies? Because I, I didn't No, based on the notice. progress you told me you made in Heavy Rain, you've earned oh, I, at least I would have one got trophy. a trophy. Okay. Uh, yeah, so there we go. I played some Heavy Rain, which we're not going to talk about yet because that's our barf, Backlog Accomplishments to Respawn and Friends, this month for August. So we're talking about that at the end of the month, not right now. At so I won't even say – I won't even give you a hint if it's a good game or not. I'll give you a range. It's between the worst game ever made and the best game ever made. It's somewhere in that range. Ooh, so we already know it's not the best game for you. And it's not the worst one either. <laughs> It's somewhere in the middle. Damn it, Holden. You're giving us too many clues. <laughs> uh, I have played. Over, I also played Overcooked 2, which I don't really have anything new to say no. about it from last week, but it's still fun. Did you play with anyone else? Good old time. I did play with somebody else, yeah. Uh, I played with, with Ellen. We did not commit to an open relationship. <laughs> did you guys play levels I've already played, or did you play new levels? No, I, I helped I helped them out. It was Ellen and her girlfriend. I, okay. I helped them out. Um, but it is a totally different game when you play with different people. I will say that. Uh, they're just not as good, right? No, and, and I'm not. I'm not saying that to be mean to anybody. Um, 
we just had this really amazing thing going when we played the game. I don't know if it's we do really well or you just do all the heavy lifting and I don't notice it. Or I'm just but a I feel like player. <laughs> <laughs> but we're just so like down to business and we have to get you know three stars and it's a very different type of game. Whereas when I was playing um, with Ellen and her girlfriend Lisa, uh, it was more just kind of goofy fun. And so like we sometimes didn't even get one star because we're just throwing food at each other and goofing off. Oh, I would so hate just that. That, <laughs> that game could. That game could really change depending who you're playing with. It can be fun either way, but it's it's just it's fun to see the different sides of that. Nice. But I do like getting three stars. It's pretty important to me. Oh, speaking of Overcooked, we don't even have this in our news stories, but they're updating that with a new game plus. Really? Where you can go yeah, you can go through the levels again and try to get four stars on all of them. Whoa, okay. So we, we might have to do that as well. Well we have to and beat considering... it first. we're only halfway done. Yeah, you have to beat it first. But considering also how well we've done on some of these levels, we might already get four stars in some of them. Oh, it's retroactive? There some, I don't know if it's retroactive, but if it is, we'll probably get four stars in some of these because there were some we got hundreds of points more than the three-star. How about you do your fucking homework before you come on the show, Holden, <laughs> and you find out whether it's retroactive? <laughs> I'm sorry, Chad. I let you down. Oh. Chad, what have you played this week? Uh, I'm going to go with the big old samesies, and we're going to move on. <laughs> Heavy rain, There's one more game you played that two. I didn't play. You didn't play any Octopath? I didn't play any Octopath. Where are you in Octopath? Um, I have to do one more Chapter 1, and then I'm on to Chapter 2. That's where you've been for two weeks. I know. I haven't had time to play games. It's been a busy Ooh. time for me. Okay. Well, I am, uh, I've got three more Chapter 1s to do, and then I'm good. And, okay. and by good, I mean well, moving on to Chapter 2. Yeah. You're enjoying it still? Yeah, I'm still enjoying it, and in fact, every minute I was playing Heavy Rain, not anything against Heavy Rain, and I'm not going to tell you my opinion on Heavy Rain other than to let you know it falls somewhere on my gaming scale. <laughs> uh, every minute I was playing it, I was like, man, I wish I could play. I, I played Heavy Rain twice. What if I just don't play it again and I play Octopath Traveler instead? <laughs> and I just pretend that I've played it because I've already played it twice. You can just watch it on YouTube and be like, that's what my playthrough was. So I'm liking it. I'm liking Octopath a lot. But Holden, everyone's already heard our thoughts on these games before, so we're going to move on to our quest log. Open it up. Tell us yeah. what the internet's got for us, starting with our fetch quests. So, boom. So the first fetch quest we got is Daryl Gallagher, who formerly worked at Santa Monica and Rockstar, working at God of War and Red Dead Redemption, is going on to The Initiative, which is the new studio that Microsoft made, um, which they announced at E3. So they got a big, uh, they got a big person That's there. It's pretty awesome. They're yeah, planning on doing name. some good things with that studio. Yeah. So my guess is they're going to make a game based uh, on Greek mythology, where you're a sheriff that can take bounties or become a criminal. No, no. You are going to be playing as a bank robber who literally just rips the heads off violently of every single person in the bank. Don't even I, take it the money. It might be one of those two things. I don't know. So whatever uh, it is that Microsoft's working at, it's probably one of those two things. They when Microsoft announced they were acquiring the initiative, they they mentioned, not acquiring, not creating. sorry, creating. Uh, they mentioned what type of game they were were planning on creating with them, right? Did they? Uh, I feel like I don't they know. I'll look into it. You, Probably, uh, I think they might have mentioned like single player or something like that, but I don't know if they announced a genre. Maybe, I could be wrong. I don't know. Uh, go read me another fetch quest while I look into this. 
Yeah, so uh, the Uncharted movie has a completed script that is according to Sean Levy, who is working on Stranger Things as well. Tom Holland is still signed on to portray Nathan Drake, but they're moving along. And based on what Sean Levy was saying, he didn't say like it's for sure happening, but of the projects he's working on, that's not Stranger Things, I'm assuming. This one is the closest in the horizon, is what he said. Yeah, so that's it's... interesting. Of, of several projects that this guy's got going on, like Uncharted is closest to actually happening yeah all right i'm 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 curious enough to see what uncharted movie is but i could kind of care less either way because either it's going to be a dumb video game movie or it'll be indiana jones i don't i don't have too much hope for this one but not enough that if it came out i'd still probably see it yeah i I would definitely see it i would see it but i don't actually have high hopes for it i'm a fan of tom holland i'm a fan of uncharted i know it's gonna be bad but I'll definitely see it. We'll see when it comes out. Uh, Chad, tell me about the biggest news of all time. Oh shit! Hold on, I was on the web on the on the interwebs. What is it? Oh, oh. Dark Souls Switch is coming this summer, October nineteenth. <laughs> oh man, October nineteenth, a week before yeah. Red Dead Redemption Two. See ya, Red Dead. Yeah, I, th- I think you. Yeah, you tweeted that. I laughed really hard at that. <laughs> I'm sure Rockstar is going to change their date to February 22nd. That's definitely what it's going to be. February 22nd yeah. with the rest of the world. Yep. Yeah. And then everyone else is just going to cancel their game. <laughs> <laughs> Can't move anymore. It's going to lose money. We're done. It is uh, finally yeah. coming. I'm so excited. I know. I'm. I've almost caved a few times and just got Dark Souls remastered on PS4. Oh, if you would have like, done that, no. I would have been so pissed at you. The I only know. reason I'm getting it on Switch is so that we can potentially play together. <laughs> well, now I would I would feel really bad that if I did get it on PS4. Glad I didn't. Um, can't wait. You enough said there. Uh, speaking of games that are coming to Switch, this one's not coming to Switch, and that is Steep. Oh, Ubi- okay. Ubisoft canceled it. Didn't even know that was in development, and I'm sure no yeah. one cares that it's canceled. They announced it. Um, I can't remember when, but they announced it, and they were kept getting asked, like, hey, we haven't heard about it for a while. Is it canceled? Like, no, 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 we're still working on it. Everyone's like, all right, fine, whatever. We think it's canceled, but whatever you say, and now it's canceled. You just want to snowboard down a pretty mountain? They they literally – You on PS4 and Xbox One. They let people know just by responding to a fan on Twitter and just kind of coming clean about it. That's kind of funny. Um, I think you added this next story. I think this is awesome. Yeah, Shadow of the Tomb Raider is going to have some crazy difficulty customization options. Like, it's not just your typical really hard, kind of hard, normal, and baby mode. You can customize exploration, you can customize combat, and you can say, I want my combat to be super hard, but I want the exploration aspects to be really easy, I want the hunting to be medium. It's it's really cool. yeah, it makes subtle changes to the gameplay. So it might be that that wall that has the special marker telling you you can climb on it in a harder difficulty for exploration might not have that marker anymore. So you don't know just by looking anymore which walls you can climb. You kind of have to explore and figure that out. Yep. And if so you're subtle changes, if you're one of those people who loves like puzzles and like the puzzle solving, you can so you can do exploration, you can do puzzles, and you can do uh, combat. I think are the three areas you can customize. Yeah, I think it's a very, very clever idea. But also, too, that must have been a lot of work on the developer's part. Yeah, good for them. To figure that out. Yeah, I mean, if you think about that, I mean, 
for puzzles, they have Laura Croft will speak out the next direction for the puzzle if you're on the easiest difficulty. That means for every single puzzle in the game, they had to record specific voiceover. Well, th- I think that kind of happens already. I mean, the last time I, when I played Rise of the Tomb Raider, I I remember her being like, "Yeah, oh man, but, if I find a way to get that thing pushed off the ledge, then I could get over there." And I was like, "Oh, I gotta find a way to." But push they that will thing change. The they will change what she's saying depending. So like, yeah. if it's easiest, she'll be very specific. Like, "Oh, I have to go get that crate over there, up on the top of you know, I have to climb that ladder to get to the top of that ledge to get that crate to push it down." Like, she'll be much more explicit. Whereas on a normal difficulty, she just might say, huh, if only I had a crate to get or something like that. Yep. That's cool, man. And, and then in hard, just nothing. That's and cool. And then changing that for each scenario based on the difficulty is just impressive. It's very cool. Chad, let's go to our big boy stories. Oh, yeah. I'm a big kid now out of business. <laughs> Wait, was that Toys R Us? No. I'm a big kid. That's pull-ups. <laughs> yeah, pull-ups. They're not in business. No, pull-ups is still very much in business. Yeah, just parents stop buying diapers. I'm a toy Children just kid. shit all over the floor That's now. What That's what is. happens. <laughs> I'm sorry. I missed everything you said, but I bet it was hilarious. I'll go back and listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> Hold in. I alluded to this earlier as one of our big three stories that we have. Yeah. The Sumo Group, which uh, has four studios within it, I believe. Uh, including Sumo Digital. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so they're they're just in, they're, they offer development resources for other companies. Basically, right. is what it is for games and development such as Crackdown Three and Sonic Team uh, Team Sonic Racing. I think is the yeah. current phrasing. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have bought the Chinese Room, who's responsible for Everybody's Gone to the Rapture, Dear Esther, and Amnesia series. Yeah, two of the three of those I loved, and in fact, Everybody's Gone to the Rapture is my favorite walking simulator. I have it. I haven't played it yet. Um, actually, when I was talking to Ellen, she recommended I play it. So I feel yeah. like I have to. Fucking great. Just remember, um, hold R2 to run. And run is just like a gentle, brisk walk. It's not actually running. Yes. Um, so, anyway, so they're going to be merging with Sumo Digital. So they're not going to be another one of the development studios. They're just going to be a part of Sumo Digital. Uh, the Chinese room will be. Yep. And I'm curious... I I was trying to figure out why this decision was made because it seems like the Chinese room and Sumo Digital make very different games. Sumo Digital just released Snake Pass. Yes. Uh, Which has nothing to do with anything that that the Chinese room has made. Yeah, I'm not sure why those two companies are are merging. I 100% understand why Chinese room is taking money from anyone who can offer because they – laid everyone off last year and said yep uh, we're closing yeah. it down for now just uh temporarily um data financial pressures and that kind of stuff so yeah they closed down they had to do this so i understand yeah exactly it makes sense why they went there but or were bought out they said they're working on unique projects or unique concepts that can literally mean anything so they sumo digital might be interested in some of those concepts is my guess it can't I, mean I, anything because what if it's not unique doesn't qualify. <laughs> um, it's interesting. I do think this is odd how it's being reported, though. They're saying, oh, the developer of Crackdown 3 is is buying the Chinese room. And they're only handling a third of the development of this. They're not doing all the development. There are two other companies that are handling this. They're just helping out Microsoft Studios' is their involvement. Yeah. I think it's kind of funny it's being reported. But I'm, I'm glad for the Chinese room to be bought out because yeah. I... 
I've heard really good things about a lot of their games. I haven't played their games before. I really want to play everyone, Everyone's Gone to the Rapture. And it's just good to see people being allowed to continue doing unique things in the game industry, whether we understand those reasonings or not. Shout out to Jessica Curry, co-founder of Chinese Room and composer for all of those games. I listened to the Everybody's Gone to the Rapture album all mm-hmm. the fucking time. Yeah. woo um, this next story, I think, is actually really interesting. It didn't hit me at first, but I think this is potentially could be interesting to see play huge. out. Huge. So Discord, who I didn't realize how big they were, but they have 150 million users in their chat service. That's Dude, really amazing. Duh. You just never play on PC, or I don't know. There's always like, do you have a Pokemon well, Go Discord, or do you have the? We've uh, we've been asked to make a Discord. Yes, before. Discord asked us to make a Discord. I was like, I don't. What do you, what, do you have a podcast? Discord? We didn't even know what it was. I yeah, it was for playing games together. I don't even know what Discord does. So the big news is that they're making an online game store. But it's not what you think it is. It's not necessarily a competitor to Steam. It seems like they're going for something a little bit different. And where Steam is like Costco, this is going to be more of what they de- what they describe as a co- quote-unquote from them, cozy neighborhood book sh- a bookshop. So I'm they are going to have – I like that a lot. So basically the employees are going to curate the games that are on there. So the employees will decide what games they're, they're going to have. So you're not going to have all this crap because they want to limit their selection. They want to only have things that they, the company, wants to be there. And by the company, I mean the employees who make up the company. That's so good. It's straight it's up a, like of all of the, the problems we've been talking about for a decade on overcrowding and shitty curation on digital storefronts. Like this is this is an excellent step forward like hey what's up we're discord game store you know us and now we're just going to tell you what games are good and if you want you can buy them through us but also there are a lot of other cool features of it absolutely i think this is gonna be a great thing for indie developers so they have this program called first on discord which is where they will help finance um the an indie game and in return they will feature they will keep uh, that indie game exclusive on discord for 90 days Hot. So they'll probably get some exclusives that way. I think there'll be some competition there because I think Nintendo will probably be able to put out more money than Discord can to get indie games. But uh, that's besides the point. They have THQ and Deep Silver signed on to have their games in Discord, which this is never this was not mentioned. But Dark Souls, not Dark Souls, Dark Siders Three uh, is made by THQ, so maybe that'll come to Discord, and then Metro Exodus. Maybe we'll come to disc, just uh, Discord because that's made by Deep Silver. That right. one's more like that. I'd say Metro Exodus is more likely because Metro Last Light will be coming to the what we call the Nitro service, which we'll talk about that in. I in think a second here. I think it's like for all of these games, especially because obviously this is PC. This is a PC digital storefront. Yeah. Like it's just another way to get your game. Why not put your shit on it if they ask? Like, hey, we think your game is cool. Put it on our service. Like, why not? Oh, yeah, exactly. I, it's You're, you're going to give your 30% share to, of the profit to someone else anyway. Right. Why not this other company? If people will see it. So I don't think there's anything to lose necessarily um, for people. But how would that look if a company went to Discord and was like, hey, we want to put your game on your store? And they just say, no, we don't like your game. Hey, man. They can do that if they want. It's just it's yeah, kind of interesting absolutely. Uh, to see. Um, the one thing I would be concerned about, though, is that, it's like for me, as you know, I just made my big switch from from iPhone to Android. So kind of switching over. Yeah. But I still want to use Apple Music because my music I bought from iTunes is there. And I 
don't think I can take iTunes Music and put that in Spotify. So I'll always be in Apple Music because my library is there. So I think the same thing can be said for people who have Steam. I was, this is what I was thinking um, before I finished the article. I'll clarify the full point in a second. But on Steam, you have your full library there. If I've already started my library there, I wouldn't go to Discord to buy stuff, even if they do have a great curation method through their employees, because I want to keep my library all together at once. And that's why I think this feature Discord is doing is so brilliant. It's just called Universal Games, and the idea is that even if you didn't buy that game on Discord, it will show up in your Discord library. So it's all in the same place. And if you go to select, we'll say Fallout 76 as an example, it will open up and play in Bethesda.net because it knows to go there and not its own service to play it. That's cool. It's a great idea. That's so smart. I wonder whether you have to, like trust discord with your login credentials so it knows your library and well how it works on pc i don't know about bethesda.net but on steam how it works is that is just a you have your steam app which you can use to launch your game but there's also just the app that's on your computer as well so it probably just looks for that app god i haven't used steam since gone home came out on mac (laughs) i i have steam for civilization i just i don't have time to play civilizations too in depth of a game. You know why I don't think this one feature that you just described, I don't think that's going to take off, and I think people are going to hate it? I mentioned this last time. PC users love doing stuff backwards and crazy complex on purpose. So, like, they're going to want to have to go search a hundred different places to play one game, and they're going to want to go and find a driver and get the right graphics card and pair it with the right CD drive. Yeah, but... No one wants things to be easy on PC. I, I think you're being sarcastic right now. I am. I think. I okay. Am. All right. I do. Th- I think that you're right in the sense that this is no one's going to go to Discord because of Universal Games in that feature. You're right. But, but no, it's, it's a, a nice. It's a nice touch that won't deter someone. Like That's I wouldn't nice. go to Discord for this for that reason. Um. So some more details on this. They're going to be doing a beta of this game store. It's launching to fifty thousand users in Canada, and there's going to be two methods of getting games. On the service. The first one is just a traditional way of buying games. And this is kind of where that hand-picked titles comes into play. So even in this area, it's just hand-picked games. They've said they're going to have Dead Cells, Hollow Knight, Into Breach, Into the Breach, and Frostpunk. The other method is a subscription service. And that's $5 a month or $50 a year. And that's just going to be like a Netflix for games. They're going to have a certain library of games that you can pull from. Right now, those games are going to include Saint Row, the Third, Super Meat Boy, Metro Last Light Redo. That's why I think Metro Exodus is also going to be coming, um, not necessarily to the subscription service. And System Shock Enhanced Edition. So those will be available. I'm sure there will be more than those few games, but that's what they said for right now. Well, damn. Look at all you users in Canada. If you're one of 50,000 lucky Boom. people, is there like a sign-up or something like that, or is it just like a... Hey, so they they have a service called Nitro. The NSA that saw you do some Steam stuff, and uh, we got your phone <laughs> number from a friend. <laughs> they have a service called Nitro that that I, I guess is for um for pay, and they're just using Nitro users. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I believe is how it's working. Um, so with the whole store coming out, also Discord just said that chat is still their main focus as a company. This I am is just always a, their main focus. <laughs> chat, not Chad. Oh, chat. But you're very important. You're very important, Chad. Don't get me wrong. Hashtag always. After all this time. That's really cool. Discord, get it. I'm proud of you. Uh, We'll never use you, though. 
<laughs> Just because I don't game on PC. But shout out to those who do. Hold, is that it? Do we really only have two regular quests? Yeah. Well, look at you saying we've got so much shit to talk about. You I guys, am surprised this is going so fast. bite right into the fucking swollen deer meat of this episode. Well, we with, still have the main quest and three interrogatives. Okay, you're right. With Red Dead Redemption 2 gameplay trailer and Doom Eternal gameplay and impressions and all sorts of shit. Holden, which one are we starting with? Um, I have Doom Eternal first, but let's do Gre- Red Dead 2 first. Greater. <laughs> <laughs> so the director released like a six-minute trailer that kind of... It was a Would you call it a trailer? Some of the I, was con- I was surprised going into it that it was narrated as if it were like a six-minute press conference. Yeah, it was. I liked it, though. I thought it was yeah, a really good trailer. Yeah, me too. But it's like, it was like, really gameplay trailer, and I, and I launched it, and I was like, oh, God, this is six minutes. And then she was like, in Red Dead 2, you will have the option to do that. And I was like, oh, oh, this is what I'm getting. It's a guided experience. Yeah, they're going to do a few of these featurettes. At the very end, they said they're going to do another one for missions and combat. So they'll be doing this again. I think this is a kind of a motif we'll see. I love that. I, I actually got to the end of this one. First of all, everything this thing was fucking beautiful. Yeah, it was insanely gorgeous. The, the landscape. I was like, oh great. man, that was that you know that that shit looks great. That looks like a, a great game. And then they're like, and then we're gonna come back and show you missions in combat in the near future. It was like Oh, yeah, there's more to this game. You, like, actually play shit and have objectives and you shoot things. So they basically talked about the world, I think is the main thing they talked about. And it looks really diverse for a game that's supposed to be a realistic setting, at least. It's going to go from... The, the heartland to the frontier. There's going to be forests and marshes, cities you can go into... It seems like they are – well, actually, I'll even just read the quote here. It said they aim to make the world more interactive than ever. So they want to, they basically are aiming to make this feel like a living, breathing world is, is the goal. And I know that's been said many, many times. But based on what they showed off and the animal life that's going to be around and the campsite and and it seems like you're going to have pretty good relationships with people at the campsite, it does seem like there's going to be a living aspect to this. Just because Rockstar is really good with writing, and that's what's required for something like that, dude. I'm pretty, I'm pretty convinced I'm gonna get this game more than ever now. Just like looking through the trees in this trailer, <laughs> <laughs> the light shining. Chad, do you through. see that tree over there? Oh you can my go God. to that tree. You can. You can look at that tree through this gorgeous fucking lighting. I get a, I get a boner for great lighting, and oh my god, when he's in the forest and he's got the bow and he's hunting and you can see the shafts of light coming in and the fog and the mist and shit like that. I tell you what really blew me away. The most impressive thing in that entire trailer was <laughs> the bobbing dead animals on the back of his horse. <laughs> lifelike those animations looked and i'm not even joking i was so impressed i was like holy shit that looks like a real dead deer wow chad loves dead animals god it looks so good i honestly like (laughs) gameplay mechanics i i i could maybe name a couple that we saw in there but i was mostly just so focused on the visuals i had to watch it twice because i i i saw the the visuals i was really blown away by them it's 
so hard to take your eyes off of it from the facial animations especially as well are very impressive um but there were some cool game mechanics that showed off yeah did you did you see the the one um how you handle interactions with strangers go on i saw like so, options for like as you're you have the option to, like beat the shit out of someone or interrogate them yeah so Is your options are presented to you. Yeah, your options are presented to you on the bottom right-hand corner. You'll see, like, a list of different buttons to hit and what will happen as a consequence of hitting that button. And you basically you could be walking along and you'll see someone on the road. Maybe they're in danger or they're about to hurt someone, and you can get involved in the situation. So, so if there's, like, a bandit who's about to hurt someone, you can try to calm the situation down. You can see the option to shoot them from there. They kind of give you those options just right on the bottom right-hand corner so you can kind of see what you can do immediately. It sounded like from what they were mentioning, they wanted you to feel like you could kind of go any way you want to, whether you want to be an aggressive person or if you want to be um, uh, more of like a, a, a commanded person. They kind of want you to make the character who you want them to be. I'm curious how they handle that because it's, it's been, at least in Red Dead before the in the first one, your choices really did make a difference in how the world responded to you. Yeah. And they seem to be taking that to the next level with this. So, And I and I really trust that they can do that just because of the pedigree of, of what they've made before. You know what it kind of reminded me of? Like looking at all of those options and how starkly different they are and how they might lead to completely different situations. It reminds me of like if Detroit become human – also had incredibly great combat. Mm-hmm. Or was really more of a game than a story. Right, Detroit. I mean, Detroit has all of the same consequence. You know, you choose only, you can choose, say, I'm going to shoot this guy in the head, but you don't, yeah. you don't really have dual stick control over that kind of stuff. But mm-hmm. yeah, but if you yeah. pair that with like legit combat and gameplay, like, I'm pumped as fuck. This went from a game that I was like literally probably not going to get to a game that I will certainly get within the next within six months of release we come again we'll start one more time are you going to get this within six months of release yep yeah okay yeah I think I might do the same only because two weeks later Fallout 76 Hitman Pokemon come and out a week and then two weeks before that Dark Souls Dark Souls yeah I think we were the only people in the world, though, who were like, I'm going to skip Red Dead and get other <laughs> games first. No, you know what's weird, though? I mean, looking at this trailer, uh, like, it was gorgeous. There was the great kind of mechanics of the options in the bottom corner. You've got all this stuff. It's like, that looks, yeah, man, that looks really, really great. But still, something about it doesn't click for me. I'll play it. So there's probably. nothing about it that doesn't click for me. Actually, now that I'm thinking about it, this is going to sound crazy coming from me, considering Dark Souls is one of my favorite franchises, but I really want to play new games this year. So maybe I you will do? get this instead of Dark Souls. Yeah, I feel like I played all play remasters. Play God of War, you goddamn piece of shit. I do need to play God of War. I'm, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to play that in September when everyone else is playing Spider-Man. There you go. Spoiler alert for, for a interrogative coming up, but I, I just don't care about Spider-Man. Yeah, I know. So, that's all I have to say about Red Dead Redemption that's 2. That's all though. I got to say about that. Do you want to talk about Doom? Doom Eternal. So, I watched this. Uh, there was a QuakeCon happened this past weekend. Week? I don't know. What day is today? Tuesday. I don't even know. It happened. <laughs> QuakeCon happened. Uh, they showed off a bunch of like new stuff for Quake Champions, and they gave a big reveal for Doom Eternal. 
we saw, you know, the teaser of what's coming at uh, E3 this year. It's going to be Hell on Earth. Yeah. And, uh, man, they dove into it showing a lot of enemies, like updated versions of ones from previous games, as well as brand new versions. Mm-hmm. They went into in-depth with a lot of guns, and then they just showed a shit ton of, of really great gameplay. Really good gameplay. So you haven't played the new Doom, right? You have it now. I have play not yet. played it yet. So, okay. yeah, a lot of this is like, I don't know what's new or why I should care. I mean, obviously, it looks really fun and great, but to me, it's just like, Wow, that's a lot of cool shit. I don't know what's new about it or what's exciting as opposed to the last one, but it's just like, that looks cool. I mean, it, it looks very similar to the first game. It just feels more epic with the grappling hook thing. That's all new. Um, and the traversal you get from that and the new guns, new demon types. The, the, the way the, the environments are kind of laid sword. out. The laser sword. The laser sword. Oh, that looks awesome. Um, I, I'm pretty blown away by how incredible this looks because it feels like the first game because the first game only took place in mars and hell and only those two locations those two normal places <laughs> um and it felt more they just wanted to bring back doom again and now it feels like they're saying okay so we're able to bring back doom what does doom nowadays really look like like now that we can go completely crazy with the environments and all that because we have these really powerful consoles versus what we had in the 90s what would doom be and it, the environments look insanely cool. There was that one shot they pulled up where it was hell on earth. You see all these buildings are dilapidated, like skyscraper buildings dilapidated. There's the, the tornado like off in the distance and the demons flying around. It just looked insanely badass. And they're showing all these new locations too that have never been in Doom before. There was one and it was like a concept art. And it almost like a, like a spaceship almost. You remember this? Go on. It looks like the interior of a spaceship. It had like this white interior to it. There's a white demon inside of the, the ship. It looks so wild that unlike something I've seen in a Doom game before, and I have very, very limited experience with Doom, to be clear. Um, that's what really sold me on this. That and the destructible demons. Oh, man, yeah. Disarming. That was not so cool. But like so, blowing up pieces of them. Yeah, when you shoot a demon, a chunk will come off of them or something like that. So there's one demon they show off. And all of his internal organs are fiery. So when you shoot him, it's like fire looks like it's coming out of him. Or like there's a fire deeper than him is a better way to put it. Deep in his loins. And as you, as you shot him more, you could see more of the fire inside of him. And it was just also, really demons badass. Also, be female, Holden. Don't be so gender binary. All right, fine. Fine, Chad. I'm not trying to be a misogynist. You know what I'm most excited for about this game? One of the things that they... Uh, kind of revealed and this actually goes along with the reason why they didn't name it doom 2 was that they are they're investing in this franchise as uh, a universe and they're really trying with this entry to expand the lore and establish uh, a whole like they're doing a lot of world building to make this feel like a really big dense place that they might mm-hmm. have brand like branching franchises from this or offshoots or other like smaller experiences within this whole yeah. universe of doom. And that makes it so much less of like a, a mindless. I'm just going through here with heavy metal music and blasting the shit out of demons, and having a great time to actually like, Oh cool. I might also do all of that and also care about my character. Mm-hmm. Like BJ Blazkowicz in Wolfenstein two fucking play it. Holden. I don't think you're going to see story like that though. I don't know. We might No, They, they said that it, they said they were going for an environmental story. Who knows? Who knows? 
No, they One said that. One can dream, so... a girl can dream. But there's no Hold dreaming. Me. They said environmental storytelling. Hold Jeremy, on. you even turned the coolest edition. The coolest yeah. edition to this is that it's coming to Switch day and date with the other versions. That's not the coolest edition to this, but we'll What's talk about that in a second. What's the coolest edition, then? Player invasions. That's awesome. That's the cool. No, I straight up 100% from the beginning, I'm turning that off. Oh, no. I, I don't I want bitches wait. invading sounds... my world. This ain't Dark Souls. I didn't like it in Dark Souls. I don't like it in this. I like it in Dark Souls. I'm going to like it in this, too. Jagger no, I don't want to be like out there risking <laughs> all of my souls, and I get almost to this boss, and some fucking angry person comes in being all red and shit, and is like, yeah, I'm just going to fuck your day up and but steal all shit. That's not going to happen in Doom. You're not going to have souls. You just die and you play again. Oh, my God, no. But that but is cool you, that you can invade people's You things. are correct, though, in that the Switch is the biggest news out of, I think, all the Doom announcements. Day, in, day one Switch version of Doom Eternal. Not only that, they said that... In a quote here, we are making the game with Switch in mind. Yeah. That's awesome. I won't be buying it there, but yeah. Oh, I'm buying it on Switch. I'm buying it on Switch. Anytime a game comes to all consoles, including Switch, I buy it on Switch. That's right, because you would buy kitty porn if they put it on Switch. (laughs) (laughs) I would not buy kitty porn if they put it on Switch. Or anywhere else, That's going to be be the pain on your head. Like, when people Google Holden Departo, that's what – I'm going to say it enough on this podcast that that's what people are going to know about you. Like the first line of my obituary, Holden Departo is a good man. He would have downloaded kitty porn if we're on Switch. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's going to be 30 frames per second on, the, on uh, the Switch. It'll be the same as the console experience. So I can't wait for that. That's going to be yes. awesome. Very excited. No release date, no time frame given. I'm assuming next year at some point, probably at the end of the year. Yeah. But they didn't talk about time frame. When they were pressed in an interview later on with Eurogamer, they didn't budge at all. They just said they don't know. Hot. But they said they're making good progress, which I'm assuming they do if they're showing it off. Some of they are if they're showing it off. Cool, cool, cool. Well, that's oh, it for our main um, quest, man, unless you have something else to add. About, okay. No, no, no. I was going to see if we talked about the meat hook, but that was the grapple hook. We need to talk about that. Grapple, grapple, grapple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the end of our main quest, but it's not the end of our podcast. Maybe only about half of it, because we have a jam-packed endgame today, ladies this and gentlemen. This is the biggest endgame ever. It's our most ambitious endgame. Most game. ambitious endgame to date. <laughs> Why? Because we're going to start a new segment where we play games on this thing. And by games, I don't mean video games, but video game-related things. No, we're going to play video games. We're going to play Mario, and you're going to listen. You're going to listen. That'll come up. In one of our things. So today, we're going to play video games Would You Rather. I've got nine situations here uh, based around video games and video game concepts. And we are going to go through and just discuss which one we would rather do. Number one. None. None of them. All of these, by the way, are sourced from like Reddit and the internet. And by the way, everyone on the internet is fucking terrible at Would You Rather. I'd search video game Would You Rather and they're all like, Would you rather play Call of Duty or Battlefield? Like, you're stupid. That's not a would-you-rather. That's a poll. <laughs> um, well, number one, Holden. Yes. Would you rather... I don't know this, this is, in advance, this, by the way. This is the first time hearing it. Yeah, this is the first time you, you've heard them. Uh, these are... This is starting easy. Would you rather play a first-person shooter for 24 hours straight or an RPG for 24 hours straight, and why? R- RPG, 24 hours straight, because... I feel like I'll have a better progression over the 24 hours than playing a first-person shooter, which I'll probably beat the campaign of many times over in 24 hours. Interesting choice. I think I would go RPG as well because generally there would be more variety and more to do in an RPG, Mm -hmm. and it wouldn't get quite as repetitive. Yeah. Cool. Number two. We are in agreement. 
Would you rather only be able to play underwater, underwater levels in good games or only be able to play full versions of bad games? That's tough. Yeah, all the good games, but you can only play the underwater levels from them. Or you have to play the entire game of bad games. I will take the underwater levels of good games. That's that's, yeah. that's a tough call. Underwater tough levels call. always suck. But, like, Water Temple doesn't suck. It's just it's tedious. There's a lot to it. Not a bad. It's a very well designed yeah, level. The, it's a good all level. The Mario it's just, water it's just levels, tough. the Donkey Kong Mario or water levels, like they're all terrible. But I think I'd be in agreement with you. I'm not a I'm not a person who can play like I'm not a person who enjoys something because it's so bad. Like oh my god, did you see that I, movie? Oh, it's so good because it's so bad. I'm not that kind of person, so I think that would annoy the shit out of me. See, I am that kind of person, but for movies. Not TV shows, movies specifically. Everyone I love the room love like a dozen movies. times. I I did like that JLo movie because it was really bad. <laughs> it was terrible. What was it called again? It was I don't, like I don't know. You're just like, hey, I got movie pass, and I went and saw a JLo movie. It's like <laughs> what a fucking waste. All right, hold it. I saw everything, you, Chad. Would you rather wake up every day to Navi screaming, "Hey, listen," <laughs> or? Every time you come home, Toad screams, Hello! I would rather wake up to Navi saying, Hey, listen. Because at a certain point, it would aggravate me and wake me up. Which means it would be a good alarm clock. Oh, man. I would Every single time, I would take the, Hello! Because if I have to start my day being pissed as shit, then the rest of the day is going to suck. And there's no way that I'm going to wake up to, Hey, listen! And not be pissed. Yeah, but the, that would wake me up, and the fact that I'm probably up earlier because I'm a terrible getting up in the morning means <laughs> I might be happier. So that, uh, that one might actually make me happier. I, I do agree that waking up early makes me so happy. I didn't have to work till nine thirty today, and I woke up at six. Oh, but I went to the gym. Sad. I started my day right. I didn't. Just, eat that doesn't matter. All that is breakfast. terrible for you if you had to get up at six thirty in the morning. Oh, it was so good because I also went to bed at nine forty five. Oh, so you got a lot of sleep. Oh yeah, I fucking love it. Hit me again. Would you rather eat a Nintendo Switch cartridge, <laughs> which we all know tastes terrible? We both did it on the podcast. No, I did we? not do it. I watched I you it. do it and laughed my ass off. <laughs> or stand in line all night to buy an N64 Classic. I would totally take, this is even a tough decision at all, standing in line all night for an N64 oh, yeah. Classic. Oh, yeah. I mean, I did stand in line, so, well, from 3 a.m. on to get an SNES Classic, so of course I would do it again for an N64. I waited in line five hours to get an iPad 2 at an Apple store when That's I was like different. a senior in high school. iPad 2s were awesome. And N64 Classic is going to be awesome, too. But the point is it's it's fun because you're surrounded by people who are also waiting in that line, who are therefore also just as interested as you are in this stuff. So you're kind of with people who are have a lot of similarities, and it's kind of yeah. cool. Also, you don't just have to lick the cartridge. You have to eat and swallow the cartridge. <laughs> <laughs> that could fuck up your internals. <clears throat> All right. Would you rather never play a video game again for the rest of your life? Or play video games nonstop until you die. You won't die prematurely, but you literally can't do anything else in life. 
well, this is tougher because, like, if I'm not going to die, therefore, like, I'm taking care of at that point. Play video games for the rest of my life. I think I would go with never play a video game again. Because eventually, if I have to continually play video games, I'm going to grow sick of them. Like, too much of a good thing, and I'm going to grow sick of them, and I'm going to grow to resent them. But you're also going to get sick of not being able to play them. I think it's one of those things, like, you know when a person dies and you're really sad, but then, like, two years <laughs> later, you're like, you know, but I look back on all those good times, and I'm, I cherish those memories. I think that's what it'll end up being like. So every time you say that, it's not going to make me feel any better about my dad passing away. Every time you say that, it makes it feel worse, Chad. It's a very mean thing to say. Would you rather... <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Would you rather <clears throat> play Pokemon as a basic Pokemon? You're not the trainer. You are either sitting in the Pokeball waiting for a long time, or you are battling for a short amount of time. Or would you rather play Final Fantasy... As a shopkeeper, you are not adventuring. You just occasionally come across heroes that need a sword or a shield. The shopkeeper, because that actually would probably be a better, like, simulation game. Like a run-the-store kind of thing. Okay, okay. There actually is a game that came out recently where you are an RPG shopkeeper. Yeah, and you, sounds... you have to go out and, like, fight the monsters at night so you can gather all the equipment and stuff like that so that when the... When the heroes come through in the day, you have the right shit to sell them. That's an awesome idea. But you don't get that part of it because you don't get the adventuring part. You don't get the fight at night. You're just literally running still, a show. It's still a management simulation, which can be fun. You're right. Um, I think I would go with you, mostly because sitting in a Pokeball forever sounds boring, boring as shit. Exactly. And, and you're basically At Pokemon, least you'll so have things in the one. store to look at. You're not As opposed to like the gray inside of a Pokeball. You're right. Three more. I'm always right. Would you rather play Final Fantasy at half the walking speed or double the random encounters? Oh, I don't that That's really hard. I'm going to have to know. choose half the walking speed. I'm going to go the opposite. I'll, I'll choose double the encounters. Really? I know that you hate random encounters. I know, but, well, is it like Pokemon where there's a tool where you can block encounters? Or an item to block encounters? I don't know. There is. A, I get around it. In Dragon Warrior 3, there is... That's an old game, Chad. No one cares about it. It is an old game, but also Game Boy Color exclusive game because it had the little hump on the cartridge, which means you couldn't put it in a regular Game Boy. Uh, there was a an item you could get for the thief that were these really great claws on the bottom of a pyramid, and you get the item, but then you have to get out of the pyramid, and you're, they're cursed, and every single step is a random encounter. And you have to go, like, mm. a shit ton of steps. And it was like, man, are these things even fucking worth it? But I made all this time, and I haven't made a save in a long time. And I, I slogged no, through you. that multiple times. So I'm going to choose half the walking speed. Would you never play – would you rather never play a Mario game again or never play a Zelda game again? Never play a Mario game again. Yeah, I knew that was going to be real easy for you. Obviously, I'm going to choose <laughs> never play a Zelda game again. Because you hated Breath of the Wild. Because Breath of the Wild is boring. You're boring. Go back and listen to episode, what was it, 30-something? It's boring. You're boring and you hate my dead dad. <laughs> <laughs> I don't oh, know why shit, that's the quote you. this week. You're boring and you hate my dead dad. <laughs> <laughs> Just for the record, my dad did not die. That was I know that. That's why. Well, <laughs> I knew you had a stepdad and I was like, oh, shit. Does he have a stepdad because his dad did die? I can't remember. 
I was like, no, <laughs> fuck no. He lives, his dad lives in Texas. <laughs> I think it's awesome. I like made you question that. That's amazing. <laughs> All right. Last one. Would you rather Capcom never existed or Konami never existed? Um, I'm going to go with Konami because I don't play Metal Gear Solid and what else are they good God, for? I and I like to say Konami. Why do you say Konami? <laughs> Konami. I'm thinking, I think I'm, it's like a mesh of Konami and Toonami. Konami. Um, Konami. And I don't play Konami games too much, but I played a lot of the Zelda games that came from Capcom. So I'm choosing. Actually, yeah, right now, off the top Konami. of my head, all I can think, I'm blanking, all I can think about from Konami is Metal Gear. Is Katamari from No one gives Konami? a shit about Katamari. Just kidding. That was a fun game. I liked, I liked uh, Katamari. Katamari. Yum. Uh, I like I Katamari. I think, you know, I have a weird affinity for, oh, Castlevania, Contra, Metal Gear, uh, Silent Hill. Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Actually, I did play the Yu-Gi-Oh Game Boy Color game. Super I wanted Bomberman it so R. bad, it was bad. Um, I have a weird affinity for Capcom characters, but I don't really super enjoy their games. Well, Resident Evil 7 was on both of our top five games of last year. You're right. You're right. Fuck, Resident Evil. I forgot about Resident Evil. Well, I was thinking, like, Devil May Cry and... Devil May Cry is Capcom, right? I don't know. No, shit. Mega, well, now up. we're going to look up Capcom, you guys. Devil May Mega Man is Cry. Capcom. I know that. Monster Hunter, Capcom. Yep, Devil May Cry is Capcom. Dino Crisis, Ace Attorney, Street Fighter, Dead Rising. Mm. Yeah, I guess I would keep Capcom. Oh, but that whole... It, you know, it's either... It's like... Capcom or Metal Gear Solid? That's that's really the question. Yeah. But Metal Gear Konami doesn't have Metal Gear really anymore because it doesn't have Kojima. Oh well, they still have Metal Gear. I know, but they don't really have Metal Gear because they don't have Konami, uh, Kojima. But Kojima the, the is question Metal is Gear. not: Do you want them to not exist going forward? The question is: Do you want those games to have never existed? Oh, okay. I'm still picking Capcom to keep. All right. All right. Oh, fuck. No, you know what, though? Like, Metal Gear Solid Chad, no. was like the start of games Chad, being, like, this Chad, was no, a revolution Capcom. for games being it's cinematic. Cap, Chad, Chad's Capcom. Uh, no, I'm Konami. They had a bigger... Oh, fuck. No, okay. I don't know. I don't know. It was too hard. But that's it. Capcom. That's uh, that's our video game. You have to pick Would one. You, you pick one. Capcom. Pick Capcom. Pick it. I, pick it. I do not submit pick to it. peer pressure or terrorism. I do pick not it. negotiate. Pick it. So we have a couple more things that we did here in our end game. Thank you for playing along with us. Uh, we talk about our bar for the month. Oh my god, we already said it. It's heavy rain. Play along with us at the end of the month. We're going to talk about our thoughts on it. Even if you've already played it, feel free to tweet at us like, I liked it. Or, I don't remember liking it. Those are your only two acceptable responses. Apparently our fans are all characters from Teen Girl Squad. Teen Girl Squad. Wave of babies. Arrowed. Uh, I have a crush on every boy. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to now move on to our uh, subscriber interrogatives. We have three this week. 
all three from Fez. Sorry, Fez. That still only counts as one raffle ticket for this week's participation award, which we'll get to in a little bit. Uh, number one. This one, he came out swinging on this one. I even responded. I think he's trolling us. Of course, trolling of course. Us. He's trolling the world. Um, <laughs> I even responded with the, the Cartman South Park. I think you got some sand in your vagina. Why are you so cranky? <laughs> uh, he says, Respawn Aimfire. What if I said Smash Bros. is an overrated, overhyped kids party game that does not deserve to be in the competitive slash esports scene? And Nintendo still hyping this game like it's the next coming is to cover up the fact that they don't have any good games coming. Now, Holden's got a bunch of, like, charts and shit like that. I don't have anything near that deep, so I'm just going to say my quick couple of sentences, and then I'll let you drone on with whatever boring nonsense you've got. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, it is a uh, kid's party game, and uh, that's what's so fun about it. People get together, nobody's good at it. If you are good at it, then you play it professionally or no one wants to play with you. But the fun of Smash Bros. <laughs> is that everyone sucks and we're all button mashing and we get to play with our favorite characters and do cool shit. And that's the allure of Smash Bros. And I think that it is perfectly hyped because that's video games to me. Just getting together with people, playing cool shit with characters you think are fun. Mm-hmm. Um... Yeah, I don't know about whether or not they, they're covering up some, that they don't have anything coming. Or like, we've got Metroid Prime and, like, Pikmin and Animal Crossing. So, uh, you might be right there. Hold um, on. Go over your charts and graphs and spreadsheets. I, I'm going to start with saying I agree with everything that you said except for the last little bit about not having anything good. I disagree with that. But, yeah, I mean, it is. It's a it's a kid's party game. But, like, the kid in you kind of thing. Um, I love playing Smash Bros. Even though I really, really suck at it. Because it's just fun to smash buttons and play as my favorite Nintendo characters. Like, that's what it's designed for. it's cool to see, like, who would win in a fight between Snake and Sonic the Hedgehog. Like, that's fucking cool. (laughs) Absolutely. But I think it has a Nintendo thing where it's very accessible, which is where it gets that kids game mentality. But the difference with Smash Bros. and other games that Nintendo makes is that I do think that there's a lot of depth in Smash Bros. if you really know what you're doing. And that's where the competitive part kicks in. There are people who are incredibly good at Smash Bros. And I think as long as you're playing with items off, and it, it's purely based on skill. And Bayonetta. And, and Bayonetta. Did you see um, that thing with Bayonetta at the Evo Championship? No. So apparently the Switch and uh, – not Switch, sorry. The Wii U and 3DS version of of uh, Smash yeah. is – like broken fundamentally broken because there's a a glitch not a glitch there's some kind of thing you can do to cheese with bayonetta where like she can do like this infinite or repeated combo over and over and like if you don't play bayonetta you basically are just saying all right i'm gonna lose so everyone in the last rounds of this thing at evo was all playing bayonetta and the audience was getting frustrated and they all started booing everyone and then the last two competitors literally stood still and just danced for like two and a half minutes on the screen because the audience was booing and the the moderators had to come over and be like if you guys don't fight then neither of you guys are going to win and we're going to go to the third place person but yeah anyway Whoa. it's all broken unless you're bayonetta <laughs> i did not realize that that's interesting um so but I want to go into the – Nintendo is hyping this game to cover up for the lack of other good games coming up. Um, so first of all, this oh, game is – that's what your charts are about? Yes. <laughs> okay, that's like the the tertiary part of this thing. And that's what you're spending all of your energy on. Go. 
No, but I think he's kind of dismissing Smash Bros because as like not a big deal when it's a really massive deal. So I've I've got these charts to kind of compare Smash Bros to other games uh, in terms of sales and that kind of stuff. So first I compared it to, to Mario. Now Smash Bros sale compared to Mario games. And on the past five Smash games, three of them have outsold Mario on their respective systems. Um, the lowest Smash Bros. has ever sold is 5.07 million copies. That was Super Smash Bros. for Wii U. The most was Smash that Bros. was still Brawl. like a 40% attach rate? Yeah, so a 40% attach rate. Um, Super Smash Bros. Brawl actually probably has the lowest attach rate, but the highest sales, with 12.91 million. So that's a lot of stuff there. Now, I want to compare that to fighting games in general. Smash Bros. outsells every fighting game, Period. Period. So Mortal Kombat X is Mortal Kombat first of all is one of the best selling fighting games ever. Mortal Kombat X or ten, I think, or yeah, I think it was just X. That's the best selling of the Mortal Kombat games. Okay, that sold five point oh one million. So the worst selling Smash Bros game sold six hundred thousand more than the best selling Mortal Kombat game, which is one of the most popular fighting franchises so smash bros is a massive 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 fighting franchise as well and because of this it also means that if they do have good things coming up one of them is smash bros that's a massive game that they're releasing the other one that they're releasing is pokemon let's go which is also another gigantic franchise which is even bigger than smash bros even bigger than mario it's nintendo's biggest franchise it's also the biggest ip of any entertainment platform. I think, it's, though, I can also, as someone who's going to get that game day one and spend a shit ton of time with it, yeah. I can admit that, yeah, that's going to be even more so than Pokemon already is, the baby version of that game. It is the baby version of that game, but the point is it's still going to sell a crap ton. So, like, this is what I, this is the point I'm making here. This is kind of the, the, the full point here is that because they don't have any good games coming up. I compared Nintendo's first-party lineup for the last half of 2018 to Sony's late 2018 first-party lineup and Microsoft's late 2018 lineup. Sony had got a world at the end of the year, which is really good. For the last half of the year, they have Spider-Man. And I'm just talking first-party exclusive games. I'm not talking, like, obviously Red Dead and all that's coming to PlayStation and Xbox as well. But for just first-party PlayStation games, it's just Spider-Man. The highest-selling Spider-Man game was Spider-Man the movie back in 2002 with about 4.48 million copies. The lowest was the most recent one. It's just gone downhill since, and that's 560,000 copies for Amazing Spider-Man 2 back in 2014. Now, granted, those are like movie tie-in games. It's not the same thing as the Spider-Man game franchise, which is, I think, kind of starting with this new Marvel one. I think this new Marvel one's going to sell really, really well. But the point is, is that it's not going to sell as well as Smash Bros., most likely. The other one is Microsoft has Forza Horizon 4. And that's their only game that they're having for the first party lineup. And that the most that Forza has sold is 3.75 million this generation with Forza Horizon 3. The lowest was last year's Forza 7 with 1.29 million. So Nintendo has hands down the strongest lineup of games coming into the fall for first party companies. For first party releases. So I don't think it's overhyped. I don't think it's overrated. The competitive esport thing is always, you know, going to be uh, 
debatable with any game. Some people can say, oh, it's cheese for whatever reason or whatever. Um, I don't see Smash Bros. as a competitive game. I see it more as a party kind of fun game. Um, but it's definitely a Goliath. Awesome. I'm not going to lie point. to you. I was on Twitter for a lot of what you just said, but I trust that it was really great. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Chad. I appreciate you too. <laughs> Let's go on to the third question. Uh, the next question, number two, again from Fez. Killing it, man. You have to Thanos snap one upcoming game out of existence. Our choices are Spider-Man, Resident Evil 2 Remake, and Smash Bros. Ultimate. First of all, Thanos needs to wipe out half of all living beings. So we'll do this then. We'll choose one game and then half of another game we want to get rid of and then choose the half of the game we oh, want to get rid of. Oh, shit. Do I want to play the end half with no context or do I want to play the beginning and not know how it resolves? Our three options are Spider-Man, Resident Evil 2 Remake, or Smash Bros. Ultimate. I read those already, but... Just repeating um, the options. <laughs> I'm going to Thanos, since he only asked us to snap one, I'm going to Thanos snap Resident Evil 2 Remake because inventory management. So obviously Spider-Man's the fucking bee's knees and Smash Bros. see the last six minutes that Holden just talked, so. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to go with Spider-Man. I'm going to keep Resident Evil 2 Remake and Smash Bros. Ultimate. My order is actually Resident Evil 2, Smash Bros., Spider-Man. You're snapping them out of existence in that order? Yeah. So you hate Resident Evil 2 Remake? No, 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 no. From best to worst. Okay, that so was worst the question. Is getting the question was, you have to snap one out. And then you said, I'm going to snap Spider -Man. one out. Okay. I said Spider-Man, and okay. I said in order, Resident Evil 2, Smash Bros, Spider-Man. Okay, well, we don't need your extra commentary. That well, was I not want the question. The <laughs> I want to add the extra commentary. <laughs> I enjoy the extra commentary, Hold Chad. on, we don't fight on this podcast. Did you just reply to something on Twitter? <laughs> I did. I told you I was on Twitter. <laughs> Why are answered, you looking at your notifications? You are you on Twitter? Your, you just answered the next subscriber <laughs> and dragging him on Twitter. <laughs> that was while you were talking about the charts and graphs. And I was like, oh, let me go look at the poll while I don't have to pay attention to this. And then I found the poll and I was like, oh, I have a notification. <laughs> well, Chad... I'm going to answer your next one for you because Hold you already on. answered on Twitter. Let me read no. it and then you can read my answer. Fine. Fez says again, you can only play the multiplayer. Oh, sorry. You can only play the multiplayer on one for the next year. Your choices are Red Dead Redemption 2, Fallout 76, and Anthem. And my Chad original answered... response, read my original response was. Oh, do I have to pick any of them? <laughs> And your official response is Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Fuck you. It's Anthem. <laughs> yeah, so I'd be totally fine with not playing multiplayer on any of these and, and most things in life. Uh, Red Dead Redemption 2 Online, I assume it's going to be like GTA Online. It's going to be way over my head. And Fallout 76, not even going to play. So, And then Anthem, I assume, is going to be Destiny-like. And I guess if somebody else I know has it, like Tom or... Holden. Holden won't get it, though. Then I'll, I might play some missions with them, and I guess Anthem, if I had to pick no, one I'm to gonna play. Get, I'm going to get Anthem. Are you? Yeah, I like Bioware. You got Destiny, like, three years late. Yeah, but I... No one was there to play with you. <laughs> yeah, but this is Bioware. Do you remember I want... when you said you want to play new things this year? Yeah. I'm proud of you. 
Thank God of War. You. Thanks, Chad. No, I don't want to play God of War. It's a stupid baby game. So I would pick, of those three games, between Red Dead Redemption 2, Fallout 76, and Anthem, I would pick Fallout 76 because I can't wait to play that game. And I can only play that single player, uh, um, only play that multiplayer. Whereas I can play Red Dead Redemption Two single player, and Anthem. If I were to take, I, I would, I could leave that one of all the games. I could leave that one. All right, poll time. We put out a poll, y'all. A poll, y'all. Every week we do. Well, most weeks, if I can remember to do it, we put out a poll that's so funny and so clever, and I'm so good at it. Uh, and by that I mean we as the entity of Respawn Aim Fire because it comes from our account and who knows you can you can definitely tell when it's a Chad response and when it's a Holden response Holden's always like yeah. business form is like oh that's a great question listen to this week's episode to find out and I'm always <laughs> like here's a dick pic I'm just kidding I don't put dick pics on there but it's it's usually crass <laughs> our poll this week yep. was Kingdom Hearts 3 is one. just a few months away which world would you like to be a complete surprise when you reach it in the game? Choices are My Little Pony, Hostel, The Purge, or House of a Thousand Corpses. First of I all, I want a House of a Thousand Corpses one. I, that's what I voted for too. I would love to see the if I saw Sora and Donald Duck and Goofy walk into the fucking Purge. Any of these? That that's a game <laughs> I would get on the spot. I'd pay for the special edition. The overwhelming majority, 50% say My Little Pony. No one, I mean, that was the only non murder slaughter movie. So <laughs> I guess no one else found that as funny as I did. <laughs> 29% say The Purge. 21% say House of a Thousand Corpses. And I guess nobody remembers the movie Hostel. 0% voted for Hostel. Do you remember Hostel? Yeah, of course. Eli okay. Roth. That was our poll this week. Look next Monday for some other shit. And hold on, I think I think we're about I think we're about done. Stick a fork in us, we're done. One more thing I wanted to mention: yep. our participation trophy. You can win twenty dollars to the gaming service of your choice by participating in our podcast. Hold twenty dollars. Do, do it. How do you do it? Tell me, Chad, because I don't know. Well, <laughs> let me uh, find this. There it is. For the month of August, you get triple points each week if you refer a friend to us. Tell a friend about us. They tweeted us, say, hey, this person referred me. Teen Girl Squad. Boom. You guys both get three entries into the monthly raffle. Do it again the next week. You get three more. Wait, number two. You can review us on the podcast service of your choice for a three-entry motherfucking raffle thing. Send us a screenshot of your review. Uh, the last one is only a single entry per week for playing along with us. You can send a subscriber interrogative like Fez did three times today, and we appreciate it a lot. You can tell us your thoughts on our barf, whether you played it before or whether you're playing it with us this month, and we'll discuss it on that episode. You can send us some fan art, which we know that Drawbean is really good at. He's won quite a few of our competitions, and he actually won last week's particip- last month's participation trophy. And pretty much just do anything on Twitter with us aside from just liking a tweet, and you are golden. I'm keeping a spreadsheet at the end of the month. After we talk about our barf, we will find out who the fuck won. That's all I've got for this week, Holden. Wow. I'm going to give you the option to sign off in one of two ways. You can either read the preamble to the Constitution. The first one. 
read the preamble to the Constitution. <laughs> <laughs> we'll say uh, it together. We'll, we, we'll, the people of the United States, we'll, no, in order to form one? a more perfect so what's union, the second, what's establish the justice. Do you have it in front of you? You still have it in no, front of you. We, the people, in order to form a more perfect union, establish justice, ensure domestic tranquility, provide for the common defense, yeah, promote yeah. the general welfare, and secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity, to ordain and establish this constitution for the United States of America. Boom. Schoolhouse Rock, bitch. Fourth grade. Just like the Founding Fathers sang it. Just like they did. All right. Well, that was the preamble to the Constitution, everyone. Until next week, I love horses. That was a lie. Bye-bye.